What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. AA Loma Linda, the trifecta of Southern Boy, California radio. Heard on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Baseball Roundup, I'm Jeff Nathanson. On the scoreboard, the Red Sox beat the Tigers today, 9-1 to behind Chris Sale, who got the win for Boston. Just into NBC Sports Radio, the Angels have defeated the Astros, the defending champion Astros, 14-5. to The final there, Justin Upton hit his 20th of the season. And, of course, Mike Trout had something to do with that. There's the next delivery, and Trout floppers one deep down the left field side. Out of here! That's a two-run homer, and it's a 13-3 Angel lead. Trout's 26th of the year. You heard the call on KLAA and the Angels Radio Network by Terry Smith. The Angels cruising to the 14-5 win. Dodgers beat the Brewers 11-2. Matt Kemp, a couple of home runs in that one. Rangers over the Indians 5-0. Big day for Ryan Healy of the Mariners. Two homers, six RBIs. Seattle beats the White Sox. 8-2. Diamondbacks beat the Rockies 6-1 behind Zach Greinke, who went eight innings, got the win, struck out 13 for Arizona. They are playing again now in Washington, D.C. after a long rain delay. It must have been at least an hour and a half. It's the Nationals 5 and the Braves 2. They're in the bottom of the seventh inning. The Athletics beat the Giants in 10 innings, 6-5 the final there. Matt Olson and Chris Davis each had a couple of home runs for Oakland in that game. Cubs beat the Cardinals 7-2, Royals over the Twins 5-3. Rays beat the Marlins 6-4 in a walk-off grand slam. Pirates 9-2 winners over the Reds. One other game in progress, the second half of a doubleheader in Philadelphia where rain could be an issue, but they got the first one in. The Padres won that one. Second game, Phillies won, Padres nothing. Seventh inning of play, and Kevin Harvick wins the Monster Energy Cup Series race in New Hampshire. This is NBC Sports Radio. This is KCAA. Every day is a great day at KCAA Radio. July 24th is National Tequila Day. Made from the blue agave plant, tequila has a deep and storied history. Named after the small town of tequila in a valley west of Guadalajara in Jalisco, Mexico, the spirit was known as mezcal wine about the time the conquistadors came to the continent. While there are a variety of succulents in Mexico used for several purposes, only one produces the nectar to distill tequila. Blue agave, raised in the highlands region, is larger in size and sweeter in aroma and taste. Agave grown in the low regions have a more herbaceous fragrance and flavor. 
Legislation similar to that enacted for bourbon and cognac, Mexican law states tequila is only tequila if it is produced within Jalisco. If the same ingredients are distilled anywhere else, it's not tequila. For KCAA NBC News Radio on 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, and 10.50 AM, I'm Andrew Caravella, and this has been The More You Know. This segment of broadcasting brought to you by Tender Hearts TLC Incorporated. Tender Hearts, the helping hands for your loved ones, where they understand it can be difficult to find time in your already busy schedule to attend to all the needs of your aging loved one. Tender Hearts will be there for your loved one when you can't be. Tender Hearts TLC helps your aging loved ones stay in their home as they specialize in tender, loving, 24-hour service, including transportation to doctor's appointments, medication reminders, meal preparation, light housekeeping, and assistance with activities of daily living such as hygiene and grooming, orientation, and companionship. We thank Tender Hearts for their support of this station, Tender Hearts TLC, where they don't just care for your loved one, they give them tender, loving care. For more info, you can reach them at 909-528-9759. That's 909-528-9759 for Tender Hearts TLC. Psst! Hey you! Yeah, you! Do you know where you are? Well, you've done it now. You're listening to KCAA Loma Linda, your CNBC news station. So, expect the unexpected. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali. I am Attorney Zulu Ali with the Justice Watch crew. Rosa Nunez, Michael Bilal Clark, and Dr. Akil Bashir. Right now, me and Rosa's holding it down at this moment. But uh, like every week, we're going to be addressing uh, critical and important legal issues affecting our communities. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the upcoming uh, Jury Reform Initiative Conference that we're going to have on July the 28th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Double Tree. Uh, at 120 South Los Angeles Street in Los Angeles. The zip code is 90012. You can also uh, get more information at www.juryreforminitiative.com or you can call 951-782-8722 if you want to get more information. And today, if you're interested in calling and, and chiming in and, and speaking with us a little bit about the jury reform you can do so what's that number uh, rosa the number is 909-792-5222 once again 909-792-5222 yes so anyway one of the and today last week we we actually spoke quite a bit about the uh the jury issue and jury reform and we wanted to spend this week um as well speaking on the jury reform initiative and the conference the course is only one week away where again we're going to be talking about jury reform and the reason why we're talking about jury reform is i believe that it's kind of like the unspoken uh issue that very seldom is actually discussed uh, in the media or in forums where we are addressing issues of of uh 
of uh, police misconduct as well as people who are being treated unfairly by the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that for whatever reason, people tend to not uh, expect or know that jury selection and the type of jury that you're going to have is critical to the type of trial that an individual is going to be subjected to. <clears throat> also, what is also important, the way that the criminal justice system work is that whenever an individual is arrested for a crime, that individual is not necessarily uh, prosecuted by the, the district attorney's office. Once an individual is arrested, then that matter is um, turned over to the district attorney's office to see whether they're going to file charges or not. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the, the, the determination as to whether criminal charges are going to be filed or not typically is based upon the, the, the state of the evidence, what has actually happened, and, and ultimately whether they feel like they have an opportunity to be successful uh, at trial or not. And the reason why the district attorney's office tend to take on so many cases that at least in many individuals' eyes may not have a lot of evidence is because they know that, especially in counties like Riverside County and other counties within the Inland Empire and and across the country, prosecution rates are typically high. And the district attorney is going to tell you that the reason why prosecution rates are typically high is because they're only bringing forth Uh, cases that are are well justified. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I believe that the reason why many cases are go forward is because I believe that the conviction rates are high due to not necessarily uh, significant evidence is because it really doesn't take much evidence in order to get many uh, juries to convict people. It it depends on the community. And, you know, we, you know, and, and, and the whole idea of rushing to judgment, individuals usually, the district attorney is in a very, very advantageous position when they're trying to prosecute someone in front of a jury because once you have someone is brought to trial, many believe the allegation in and of itself is enough to make them believe that the individual is guilty as to, as to what they're being charged with. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to find a jury that is willing to set and listen to all of the evidence and be critical of the evidence yeah. and really evaluate it in a way that presumes the person accused of being innocent because mm-hmm. the presumption of innocent is a, is a constitutional right. You're right. As a, as a person accused of the crime is to have a fair and impartial jury. And part of that is to make sure that, you know, that, that the prosecution is held to its burden of proving the case beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the, the definition that is given to the jury is that the state of the evidence would give you an abiding conviction that the charges are true, mm-hmm. which is an extremely ambiguous and vague definition as to, you know, what is considered to be beyond a reasonable doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and it depends on that individual's reality, and everybody's reality is based upon their, uh, their own experiences <clears throat> and their inherent biases. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't go away at the courtroom doors. It doesn't go away at the, at the jury, yeah. at the, at the, in the jury room. I mean, we, we all carry those biases with us, yeah. you know, and without a fair and impartial jury uh, that 
well, without a balanced jury. That's why I believe where they're talking about a jury of your peers and also a jury that reflects a, a cross-section of yeah. the community, yeah. I think it balances out those biases or those inherent biases. Yeah. Um, and so until we begin to truly check the, the, uh, um, the jury system, then we're going to continuously get the same results that we're getting with regard. I mean, people oftentimes are surprised or people continuously blame or complain about the fact that you have individuals that are being falsely accused and later on we're found that they're not innocent, but not truly even understanding that this whole process is based upon a jury of people who come from their own communities. And oftentimes in many of the communities that are affected by it and you see these juries, <clears throat> that that are that are that come in then a lot of times you know people don't want to serve on jury duty because mm-hmm. of what it because of finances and those sort of things mm-hmm. which is also unfair which means that you're not going to get a jury that's that could be otherwise fair and impartial because they can't afford to be on jury duty mm-hmm. for that period of time or they have hardships and people get you know and a lot of times people who come from communities were that are that are significantly affected by the criminal justice system or wrongful convictions mm-hmm. oftentimes those individuals aren't in a position to be able to serve on a jury mm-hmm. uh, because they have hardships because of finances because of family and for different reasons True. so you know until we get to a point where we are able to effectively deal with this issue of having a a fair and impartial jury then you know it's going to continuously uh, be a problem, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to start seeing this. The you know more of the same. I mean, because we can march, we can go on social media, mm-hmm. we can do whatever we want to do, but ultimately, the decision of of guilt or innocence is always left in the hands of the jury, and juries oftentimes don't understand the thing the same reality of the jurors is oftentimes not the same reality of the person who's accused of the of the crime you're not going to scrutinize the prosecutor or the police the same way if you have a different experience by you know by the police and by the prosecutors you know when you come from communities that's you know know that you know police officers you know, do things that they're not supposed to do, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, they make mistakes. Of course. Uh, the same way with, you know, witnesses, you know, the, the ability of a witness. Are there certain individuals that would say, you know, if the individual hadn't done anything, they would not be sitting there. Mm-hmm. Or if they have a, a past and they might hold the past together. There's so many things that go into, you know, dirtying up a defendant or go into affecting a a juror's mind Mm -hmm. when it comes to dealing with a a person accused because really the reality of it is is that i believe our system whether you know overtly covertly or unintentionally Mm -hmm. you know basically gives the defendant an uphill battle people don't want to go to trial because they know whether they're guilty or not that the chances of winning a trial are slim and they know that the what the chances of winning this trial are slim because you know, you put in your hands and, uh, you know, your life in the hands of 12 people who don't know you mm-hmm. and who are clearly could be biased. Of course. Know? 
Yeah. Have you ever been uh, summoned to jury duty, Rosa? Yeah, of course. I, I definitely have. And I tell you, being in that room and, and seeing the person that is being judged in a way um, and coming from their experiences definitely helps to kind of understand where they're coming from. Mm. And I feel like this... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Jury reformative initiative is truly important and essential because um, we have facts. You know, we have, um, I'm actually reading this right now, the, the impact of jury race in criminal trials, which was um, a, a, a study that was done and that was published in the Quarterly Journal of Economics, where they analyze um, the results of, of the impact of jury, of race in, in, in jury trials. And, and they, they, what they found out was that in cases with no blacks um, in the jury pool, black defendants were convicted at, at an 81% rate, mm. and white defendants at a 66% rate. And when the jury um, pool um, included at least one black member, convic conviction rates were almost identical, 71% for black defendants and 73% for whites. Mm. So, you know, th this is not just coming out of, of, of Attorney Ali's, you know, word. It, it's it's facts. Right. It, it's things that have been occurring in our communities, and it's sad that we have to reach the boiling points, mm -hmm. like the death of, you know, um, Martin, who, who died in the Bronx, like the death of, of um, um, what was the... Well, many deaths of many, you know, African-Americans who have died at the hands of police officers mm -hmm. who have been wrongfully convicted and who who have been out there, you know, searching for an opportunity to to mobilize in this in this community, mm -hmm. in this environment, in this nation. But the laws and the system itself keeps them from moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it. it the impartial having an impartial um, jury is one of the things that kind of keeps these individuals from from move, from mobilizing, you know, from really get, achieving that so-called American dream mm -hmm. and from having equal opportunities, right. equal opportunities, the opportunity to dream, the opportunity to be out there and have a family mm -hmm. and, and to be out there and educate themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think this is truly important. And, and I guess my question for you is, you know, what really motivates you to do this? What, what keeps you going with all of these news and with with all of these stories you know of of african-american brothers and sisters and of minorities kind of being oppressed by the system what, what keeps you going as an attorney and and, and being in those trials yeah. well i think that you know i, I mean I, again i mean i do a lot of trials and i've been doing a whole lot of trials lately criminal trials mm -hmm. and and you know i do know that when it comes to picking the, a jury because you know the 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 kind of word in 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 the tr in the community or in in the legal community at mm -hmm. least trial lawyers you always hear the statement that you know the cases are won or lost at jury selection mm -hmm. because i mean it's all about picking the right individuals who are actually going to listen to the to what's being presented and you know uh being able to listen to the evidence and the reality of it is, is that people can have really good intentions, mm -hmm. but the problem is that even though they have really good intentions, the way that they look at certain things and their reality is so different. Every individual's reality is not the same.
And the problem is that basically most people don't understand that mm -hmm. until, you know, obviously, unless they're actually accused of something themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and oftentimes, I mean, it's something that, you know, there's been, you know, a lot of situations where prosecutors are clearly aware of it. Mm -hmm. There's um, there's actually a case called Batson versus Kentucky, which implemented a standard so that you would prevent, uh, you know, people being kicked off of juries for discriminatory reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically the way that it works is that if you have someone who is systematically kicking someone from a particular ethnic group off the jury, mm -hmm. then they can make a, 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 they call it batch and Wheeler motion. And then the, you know, once you meet that threshold, then the court, all the prosecutor or even the defense attorney has to do is to give them a race-neutral reason as to why they're kicking someone off the jury. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they'll give you, and it could be anything. Sometimes you'll hear someone say, well, I'm doing it because that person appeared to be disinterested. Wow. Or the person rolled their eyes at me. Wow. Or, you know, it could be so many different things. And, and as long as they can give what is considered to be a race-neutral reason why they are excluding someone, mm -hmm. then they meet that threshold and you go forward with it. So, you know, there's prosecutors who have actually, uh, you know, um, perfected the art mm -hmm. of, uh, of giving people race-neutral reasons Wow. to to kick people off the jury and you know the thing is is that basically as outraged as we are about the wrongful convictions as outraged as we are every time we see someone out who is getting beat by the police yeah. you know you're giving them an alternative you're telling them hey this is the reason why these things are actually happening mm -hmm. and the reason why these things are actually happening is because nobody is being held accountable mm -hmm. and they're not being held accountable because the people who are being affected by all of these things that are going on aren't having a voice in it mm -hmm. you know and it goes beyond you know marching it goes beyond the social media it goes behind beyond all that you see the complaining mm -hmm. but until you're going to until you're really going to effectively have an opportunity do you believe that in those cases of police brutality or police misconduct, if you had a majority of the jurors came from the communities in which these incidents happened in or in which the, the, the victims, you know, resided in, do you think that they would have gotten the same result? Mm -hmm. And the answer is no. Mm -hmm. You know, and until we get to a point, I mean, I don't care how many scholarly articles you write. I don't care, you know, how many conferences that we have. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many things that you can that you try to change as far as, you know, addressing the police departments and teaching them sensitive sensitivity training. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to matter. I mean, they were given sensitivity training back in the early 90s when I was in the police department. We used to have to do as part of our yearly training, you had used to have to do sensitivity training. And that was like on the tail end of the of the whole Rodney King thing. And, you know, it didn't. It, it, and we're still dealing with this, the same dialogue and narrative that we were going through back in the early 90s, even, even before then, mm -hmm. is the same dialogue and narrative that we're going through today. And we're not really seeing any progress one way or the other. Yeah. And being right in the middle of all of this and knowing really what's going on, both representing individuals who have been victims of police brutality and representing individuals who have been accused of crimes, I can tell you that it, is, it ultimately ends up being an issue of what happens with the jury. Mm -hmm. 
And again, you know, it's not, and, and, and you know, the whole idea, I mean, we seem, you know, one of these, the most unintelligent mm-hmm. or uninformed things that I ever, that I've ever heard is the fact that people say, when people say I can be fair and impartial and, I, and I'm not biased, <laughs> because that's not true. We all have biases. True. True. You know, the, 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 the sad part is that we don't recognize our biases. Mm-hmm. The sad part about it is we don't understand that we have this inherent bias. Some, some of us recognize it and some of us don't. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole idea of having the, the balance is that if you have a, a significant number of individuals who come from those communities and, and other people from other communities, you have that dialogue in a jury room that represents that balance that makes it more fair and more, you know, more fair and impartial. Of course. Because that's how people, you know, there's, there's sleepers in those juries. There's those who <laughs> have an agenda that I'm going to make sure this guy goes to jail. True. They'll sit there and they'll tell you everything that you want to hear during jury selection. Yeah. It's almost like they're trained. Mm-hmm. And the entire time they know that they do not trust this individual mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. they want to make, in their mind, justice is putting that person away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But the reality of it is, is it doesn't work that way. The way that it's supposed to work is that you're supposed to presume that individual to be innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that theory, that theory is the most important theory in our entire system of justice, civilly or criminal, is the presumption of innocence. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if, if, you know, in many countries, the police are judge, jury and executioner. Mm -hmm. If they think you did something, they can just come out and just blow you away or put you in jail and you don't even have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. But that whole concept is really important. Because that is to make sure that innocent people are not convicted of things that they didn't do. And it, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, from the, from the, I mean, some of this stuff is so, you know, we, we watched some of these shows where individuals had, you know, had alibis. Mm-hmm. There's DNA. There's no, you know, there's no way that this individual could have actually, you know, uh, been guilty of it but just because and some people go through the whole idea of saying if i'm innocent i'm gonna i believe i'm gonna be exonerated Mm -hmm. and they go through the system and they and they think if i pull this in front of the jury then the jury is going to exonerate me and they believe in the system to that extent but i'm going to tell you that the system is not going to be fair and impartial until Mm -hmm. we get to a point where we begin to start doing something with reforming our jury system Mm-hmm. Because even judges have uh, inherent biases; of they're course. human beings. So if a ju- if a judge has an inherent bias, and his reality is different than my reality, or your reality, or your reality, mm-hmm. then obviously we we need more than one person in the room mm-hmm. so we can have that balance, so that we can truly understand. I never. Uh, put myself out to try to truly understand what somebody else's reality is mm-hmm. you know what I mean but but at the same time you know understanding that we come from different viewpoints and we have different realities then I think until we get to a point where we understand that then we're going to continue to see the things that we continue that we've been seeing you know over and over and over again mm-hmm. and this jury reform initiative if we don't do a mass movement we'll be sitting here my ch- you know my great grandchildren and your great great grandchildren your great great children mm-hmm. if we're still around if if america's still around 
that's going to be arguing the same thing mm -hmm. yeah. because it's not going to change. And I can see it whenever I see justice, it, it, you know, and it's not about finding a person not uh, guilty or not guilty. Mm -hmm. It's about giving the individual a fair trial. You see, I yeah. mean, and that, and yeah. that's kind of where they they kind of get it, get it kind of twisted. Mm -hmm. You know, they just think that well, basically, you know, the question is why are you consistently seeing prosecutors who are who are kicking uh, uh, people from certain communities off the jury? Mm -hmm. They do that. They they know it as well as anybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want someone on a jury that's going to see things their way, mm -hmm. and they know that basically, if they come from a from a community, from if they've seen individuals who are not used to to questioning police actions, mm -hmm. then whatever the police officer says, they're going to believe them. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and it's and everything is attack is an attack on the police. Mm -hmm. You know, people can't walk and chew gum at the same time. You know what I mean? So in other words, if you say that there's there are there are people who commit criminal acts mm -hmm. that should go to jail and pay for what they do. Mm -hmm. There are police officers who are involved in police misconduct who deserve to be punished for what they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we don't live in we live in a society where it's one or the other. You see what I mean? If you if you attack if you say True. if you say that about a police officer, then you don't like police. Mm -hmm. Or if you say something good about police officers, then you you like you know, police officers. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've had an individual to ask me, how do you go from being a police officer to being a criminal defense attorney? Right. Mm -hmm. that, and to me, in my mind, that's the stupidest question I've ever heard anybody ask. Mm -hmm. what, what does that mean? Yeah. You see what I mean? They're the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's about justice. Exactly. And, why, and, and justice does not mean convicting innocent people. And mm -hmm. justice does not mean you know, beating, you know, beating people when you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. And just it's the same thing. No, any police, a police officer should be outraged to see someone who was being mistreated, mm -hmm. yeah. no matter whether it's a police officer or no matter who it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't go. I mean, I know that people who know me, I would imagine that if I, when I was a police officer, they would have been outraged if something happened to me as a police officer right mm -hmm. if somebody if i was innocently killed just because i was wearing a badge yeah. you there would be outrage right mm -hmm. if someone saw me get beat by a police officer or mistreated by a police officer the same people should be outraged mm -hmm. so it, it's not you know we're not for some reason we're not built that way we live in a society where you're always choosing sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it but but justice doesn't that's why they, they suppose the lady of justice is supposed to be blind mm -hmm. because she doesn't see mm -hmm. that. She doesn't see police officers or black or white, supposedly it's supposed to be justice is supposed to be blind. Mm -hmm. But understanding that is that that's not the way reality is and that's the reason why we need that balance. You know, I think that and, 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 and people say, well, you know, is it right to say we have to have black people on a jury and we have to have white people on a jury? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You do need to have a diverse people because people just, you know, happen to have different backgrounds. And, you know, let's just stop playing games with each other and understanding that even black people see things differently, mm -hmm. depending on what their backgrounds are yeah. and what communities they come from. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm assuming that if a, a, an African-American that's from Beverly that grew up in, in, a, in, in, in Brentwood. 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We probably have a different reality than an African American that, that grew up in Compton. Mm-hmm. You see? I mean, that's the reality of it. And, and if I was for Compton, I want someone to understand my reality. Exactly. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's part of what we're trying to do in store in, in in starting this movement. I, I don't know where our movement is gonna go, mm-hmm. but you're giving these individuals their answers, and I'm not telling you something that I'm thinking of, and and I'm gonna be biased on this. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you what I'm thinking. I'm telling you what I know. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that until when you walk into a courtroom, the makeup of that jury has everything to do with whether that individual is going to get a fair trial or not mm-hmm. there's no if buts and ends are about it yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and you know the same thing with judges i mean there are there are fair-minded judges that think that they're far, fair-minded but no matter how fair-minded you are your biases influence how you rule as a judge of course it it, it affects all of us mm-hmm. there's no exception to that that's why there's court of appeals, because judges sometimes get it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you got nine people on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. and and five four. Why is it five four? You got nine people who look at the mm-hmm. same evidence. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the same law, mm-hmm. and they're split. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> if there's no bias, why are they split? Yeah. Why, you know what I mean? They're bi- because they they're leaning one way or another, or one way or the other. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, we need to address that. Mm-hmm. And you know. I was, uh, you know, going back to what you was talking about in terms of the sensitivity training for the officers. Uh, I just think that no matter what type of sensitivity training that you give an individual, I think that if there's a certain type of breed that is coming onto the police force because my father and my grandfather was a part of the force, then no matter how much training I get a sensitivity, if I was raised a certain way because my father was here, because my grandfather was here, then those all those perceptions, all of those teachings that my grandfather or my father passed down to me, despite the sensitivity training, is going to overrule the sensitivity mm-hmm. training. And so, therefore, when you look at a lot of police, you know, a lot of police officers, you know, they might be police officers in Compton or Watts, but where they reside at is Orange County. You know, and so it takes them a while to even understand if they ever understand what, you know, the the particular area which they police, 
they won't understand it, mm-hmm. you know, because they live here in a certain neighborhood. So it goes back to even the jury, the jury that's being polled from Anaheim, from Orange County, from mm-hmm. Downey, wherever it is, and you put them, throw them over into Compton to try to make a judgment over over individuals that live in Compton, they can't. And it goes back to what you said, they can't understand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I was listening in, and Rosa, you was breaking down the statistics in terms of, you know, when the jury pool is made up majority of whites and how many African Americans. Mm-hmm. American or the defendant is 81%. That's drastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a high percentage. Yeah. You know, and, and when you look at it like that, you know, you have to you have to understand that um that when you when you look at that percentage, that that should be enough for outrage right there. Exactly. That alone should be enough for outrage. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and I know I'm going over a lot of stuff that you guys have already spoke about. But you know, it goes back down to like you were saying, economics. You know, I won't. I don't want to sit on a jury if I'm if I if I get called for jury duty and something like that, and I got four kids at home to feed, and I know I'm living from one paycheck to the next, and I know that this jury might extend weeks, and I'm not going to be compensated for sitting on this jury pool to, to help suffice for my family, I'm going to make every excuse I possibly can to get off of yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So it, it's economics, you know. We say it's all it's all these different variables that stop it, but the bottom line is when it comes back down to all of these convictions and, and these police getting off, it always goes back to jury, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this is an, this in a way is kind of like a call to action for people to realize that there is out there different perspe- perceptions and we can even see it in the media. You know, we have different views in every channel that you change, different views, Fox from every other channel, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. totally different. And it's sad because like I mentioned before, you know, we have to reach boiling points. We have to reach the death of brothers and sisters who die at the hands of police officers innocently, you know, and who are wrongfully convicted. And I feel like us sitting here, we're, we're kind of tired of that. We're kind of seeing that. And that's why, you know, Attorney Ali has kind of put this together to to bring a call to action, to, to bring awareness to these issues that are really important and that are affecting our communities. And to let us know that it's time. It's time for us to wake up, to awaken, and know that it's time for us to act. It's time mm-hmm. for us to, you know, set foot forward and say this is enough. Because if we see our administration, you know, things are not changing. And if we don't put a foot forward, we're not going to move forward. Exactly. And, you know, what Mr. Ali was was kind of mentioning that, yeah, it's true. Like, we have generations coming up as millennials, you know. It's really interesting to see the climate, the culture, the pol- the politics going on. And to really see people that are willing to kind of fight for our for, for our posterity, you know, to fight for, for, for the rights of our people, our minority communi- communities is truly empowering mm-hmm. because we do need our youth and we do need to let our youth know that they are important and that their voices matter. And I feel like movements like these let us know that, hey, they care. Yeah. They really care about the issues that are happening in our communities and they really care so much so to create a movement. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and, and you know what's interesting about the cross-section of the community is not only – Although it is a race issue, mm-hmm. it is an issue that benefits everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because because I can I can assure you that you know I obviously I don't just represent black people I represent people from all backgrounds of course. Mm-hmm. and I can assure you that that I've never represented a white person that did not want a black person on the jury. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I mean yeah. the same. I mean it affects the same. I mean innocent white people go to jail too. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and oftentimes when you have a person who's accused, then they see it the same way. Mm-hmm. They see this guy sitting here. I mean, and clearly there's white people who have been subjected to, you know, uh, 
bad investigations or witnesses lying mm-hmm. or police doing things wrong mm-hmm. and the what you you want people who are familiar or who are open-minded enough mm-hmm. to even entertain the possibility that those things happen mm-hmm. there's literally people and I've had people to tell me that that are sitting on the jury, and, and I don't believe they're just saying it to get out of jury duty, who clearly believe that if, if the police got you there and you're sitting in that chair, that it's got to be true. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to have people from cross-section. And when, it, when you talk about cross-section of the community, you know, you're talking about the whole socioeconomic spectrum of, of different places. Exactly. That that you know, like mm-hmm. people, there's 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 white people that live in crime infested communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that aren't represented on juries. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you want that. And then the way that they pick the juries is either by DMV mm-hmm. or by voter registration. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you pick that, you know, county wide, you know, uh, the demographics of the county is always going to have the minority community in the minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's going to happen is is that you're automatically at a disadvantage because the chances of you being of a jury reflecting uh, the community that you come from is very slim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, the demographics in of itself. So if you put everybody in the same pool and you draw out, you know, 80 names out of a hat, mm-hmm. then, you know, who are you going to come up with? Yeah. And, and, and also, you also should be the, there's also case law that says that you need to have a representative, uh, the jury should represent even the area in which the crime was committed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? It's not, it's not happening. Yeah. They're going to have to change it so that these jury commissioners, whenever they're doing this, they're going to have to begin to figuring out how we they can separate them into districts. Mm-hmm. They're voting districts. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a certain voting district, then the, then you should wherever the crime took place. Yeah. Then that's where that voting exactly. district yeah. should be where they get it from. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. or the same way with with whether it's the DMV, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to go to those communities. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So that's the same way with police officers. You know, they don't feel like they have to answer to the communities in which they serve. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you that if they know that if they do something foul, that they're going to be judged by that Compton mm-hmm. jury or that Inglewood yeah. jury, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have a different approach to the way that they're dealing with. with, uh, with and, and, and again, you know, obviously it's not an attack against police officers, but it's, ho- it's not only holding police accountable, but holding people accountable, period. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you don't hold people accountable by convicting innocent people. Yeah, you know that doesn't happen. And I just think that that, that sometimes that when certain issues are not addressed, I think some people just sit back and they say, "Well, um, you know, don't 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 wake don't wake the dead up," you know. And I think that when it comes to jury pooling, um, I would like to know, you know, uh, you know, you say, how do they come up? with who they get. I know you say the DMV and I know you say, say the, the voters registration mm-hmm. or voters district or whatever, but I would like to know is there some type of algorithm or that just kick names out randomly or whether it's some type of lottery where it's a ball goes around and whatever name or number comes out. You know, I mean, that's left up. 
how do we know where these numbers are coming? How do we mm -hmm. know how they picking mm -hmm. picking individuals? You know, mm -hmm. it can be just randomly somebody you know sitting at a desk all day long and say, "I think I want this person to go over here, this person to go over here." How is it? I mean, because we never questioned it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And because we never questioned it, we left it continuing on. You know, mm -hmm. I can remember going back seeing um, um, old movies where. Um, and even not even old movies where the, or old historical facts where individuals were um, brought to trial, you know, because, uh, you know, like Emmett Till, I mean, you remember mm -hmm. all the different stories and stuff like that. Right. And um, I can remember looking back at these movies and these documentaries and seeing the jury and the jury was made up of all whites, mm -hmm. man, right. you know. And it's the, I mean, the, the history is re repeating itself, not, not so much even repeating itself, it just continued on. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and no one questioned it. And I think that this is the time that now is the time that we address these issues and and, and put this movement together, man, and, and push it as hard as we can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we definitely need to, you know, and again, you know, for those of you who are listening, I, I tell you that, you know, it's important that, again, it's, it's it doesn't cost anything. It's actually free. There's no cost to attend. Again, it's July the 28th, 2018, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Double Tree at the Banquet Room. I think it's room BCD, mm -hmm. 120 South Los Angeles Street, Los Angeles, California, 90012. And again, that that um, web address is www.juryreforminitiative.com. It's the spelled together juryreforminitiative.com you can go there and get more information about the about the conference and um, again if you really want to get involved and you really want to truly make a difference then I think that it's something that you should um, uh, you should attend and support uh, just by being there uh, and and being part of, of this movement and being part of trying to make a difference you know, and, 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 you know, we get to a time, I mean, it's a time where, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, uh, you know, making a difference was really important. I mean, you know, and, and, and people are kind of, you know, you, you just don't seem, you know, those call to actions and those movements tend to actually be very, you know, limited and mm -hmm. people tend to accept so much. You know, and and because we're willing to accept so much and not truly try to get involved and trying to make a difference, and we feel so comfortable, and sometimes it's just a matter of sometimes. Sometimes I feel like people don't believe that anything is going to work. Mm -hmm. They just think that that's just basically the yeah. way it is, and mm -hmm. I'm just going to live with it, and they're going to do what they're going to do, and nothing is ever going to change. Mm -hmm. And and I don't think that's new. I think that's probably something that a lot of people have felt. And that's why change is so slow, mm -hmm. because people feel defeated so easily. Mm -hmm. um, however, you know, you, you think about what has happened over the last, you know, 100 years mm -hmm. and, and where we were, you know, mm -hmm. uh, from the time of the, you know, right before the Emancipation Proclamation till today, that there have been individuals that were that went out there and and did things that, you know, did what they needed to do to see. Uh, to, to make a change mm -hmm. and I think that sometimes you know the way that we deal with things in a, in a way is really disrespectful to the mm -hmm. people who gave their life to just get some sort of movement mm 
Mm-hmm. And now that people are in a privileged position, they do not want to uh, move forward uh, and, and kind of make things, uh, you know, get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I just feel like that, you know, there's been too many people who have sacrificed so many things in order to put us in a position that we're in. Mm-hmm. And now that we feel a little bit comfortable, um, we don't really want to do things to kind of, you know, unless it's affecting you, we kind of like selectively get involved yeah. when it personally affects us one way or the other instead mm-hmm. of, you know, trying to do things for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that maybe by getting involved in this, once you become a victim, don't wait till you are a defendant or wait till you are actually beat by the police mm-hmm. and decide that now you want to become part of the movement. Mm-hmm. The time to become part of the movement is now, mm-hmm. you know, and we sit around. It's just like right now you hear all the people crying about, you know, um, the president. Mm-hmm. But most of the people, you know, they didn't vote or voting, you know, it, it's not going to do any good or, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't like Hillary and I want to see a change and, you know, all these things. And now, you know, people didn't feel like an urge to go out and vote and they didn't care. Mm -hmm. And now that things may, you know, change and there's also we're going to see some economic backlash to that as well. Mm -hmm. And now it goes into your pocket. Now, all of a sudden you're crying And you didn't do anything because we're so reactive as people. We're not proactive. Mm -hmm. And now this is one of the things that we can be proactive. We this is an opportunity to go out and really make a difference and and do something not just for yourself, but to do things for for other people. Yeah. You know, know, I I, I heard um, I've heard individuals say that, you know, that no matter what we do, there's not going to be change. You you know, they kind of gave up hope on on certain issues saying that you know things are going to always be as they are Mm -hmm. but you know as i was sitting back and we was talking to the doc last week you know one of the things that he brought up he clearly said you know he's we got to look back at history we got to look back at like rosa parks Mm -hmm. you know rosa parks said on that bus for a reason Mm -hmm. you know and if it wasn't for her who knows we'd be still sitting at the back of the bus we look at the civil rights movement at the march on washington and stuff like that you know it took a massive effort you know and to get civil rights bills and and those are the types of things that we have to look back and gate and, and use them as our examples for what we need to do today you know uh, you know the bus drivers they was affected economically mm-hmm. you know yeah. and we have to make that same type of stance that they made back then mm-hmm. you know and, and in the past we have to make those same type of stance right now mm-hmm. don't just give up and say hey you know nothing is going to change exactly. nothing is going to change if we still sitting on our couch just watching tv and let things go mm-hmm. by and then you know the neighbor's son get knocked down by the police so oh it's it's nothing but then when my son get knocked down by the police it's something totally different yeah. no we have to make that change before it be your son or before it be your daughter or before it be your uncle or your brother or your sister you have to make that stance now and that that stance is is, is now yeah. it's today yeah you know yeah, and, and, and I feel like as, you know, as millennials, um, I feel like we ought not to be discouraged because this isn't really an issue about Democrats or Republican. It isn't an issue of the left or the right. Mm-hmm. It's an issue of humanity. Mm-hmm. It's an issue of, of seeing a person who is, who is totally not guilty, 
go to jail for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. They are a brother. They are sisters. They are they are sons and daughters whom we should care about. You know, whom we should care about because they're part of the human race. Mm -hmm. And I feel like nowadays, you know, like Attorney Ali was mentioning, um, we are very polarized. You know, mm -hmm. we, we tend to be very, we tend to, we grew up in this culture where you have to choose between the, the right or the left. And it shouldn't be that way. Let's meet in the middle. Let's be human. Let's mm -hmm. realize that these are individuals whose lives are at stake and it is time to act. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think that what happened also is that, and, and that goes to the, you know, it's, it has to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. So even civil rights have to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. the, you know, so basically when it comes to trying to give, do a call to action, there, it's a marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, sometimes doing the right thing is not necessarily marketable. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that when you're seeing individuals who are trying to address the issue or they're trying to figure out some way to excite people in a manner in which they feel like they're, you know, they're excited. You know, there's there's news and what's dirty and mm -hmm. how can I sit here and, you know, talk about this individual and and what they're doing. And, you know, all the all the nice, gritty, entertaining news in order to spark interest, mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of what people follow, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just following, you know, it, you know, we can't even you can't even really attract attention mm -hmm. unless you show it in a way that is you know, controversial, mm -hmm. you know, it's a time of, of, uh, you know, um, uh, reality television. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in other words, unless you, people can sit down and they can look and see something that's really gritty and dirty or something that's going to excite them mentally or some YouTube video, of someone mm -hmm. doing something crazy. It's like, I'm going to look at people. I can look over and over and over and over and over again at police beating someone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's going to get your attention. But whenever it's an issue where I'm trying to look at something uh, from someone um, not that if I'm giving you some information that may help you or I'm looking at information that may be beneficial to you, then basically, you know, uh, I don't want that's not going to catch my attention. Mm -hmm. Right. Do we have a phone line? So, I mean, and that's kind of the, the problem that that we're dealing with. And I and I don't I don't understand why we can't catch attention based solely on an issue of of just doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's you know, like you said, we even talked about that at one particular time that it has to have, you know, it has to have some type of grittiness to it when you show it on the Facebook or anything for people to really take heed. I mean, look at it. You know, like I say, you, uh, people they share. They share violence and stuff so much over Facebook and social media. They share that more than anything positive. And I, you know, I keep tallies on just looking at the stuff that I post. You know, mm -hmm. in terms of okay, you know, it, it shows you the viewers and it shows you the people who shared the posts and stuff like that. And one of the things that I encourage people to do is that when we post stuff on Facebook, share that information. Opposed to just looking at it and reading it for yourself, share that information because that's how you know we're gonna be able to you know. Uh, get the word out to other individuals because you know it's it, it it's sad when when we can sit back and we make all of this effort and we don't see people coming out you know we need to we need to really start sitting back and as a people you know as humans 
we need to really start sitting back and really start thinking, you know, what really matters, you know, and what really matters is life. And everything that we're talking about is life in it. And so we need we need the listeners. We need everybody who has a person that's incarcerated, the people that don't have people that's incarcerated, because you will know somebody real soon that's going to be facing the jury. And um, we need you to come out. We need your support. And see, some of it, you know, not only the fact that you have individuals facing the jury is that you're going to start seeing a drop in individuals and a more the uh, methodical way in which they choose to prosecute people mm -hmm. because the way they prosecute people is that they understand that only with a minimal amount of evidence will they uh, do they uh, can they succeed at a trial mm -hmm. they know that people are really scared to go to trial and some people say well you're scared to go to trial because you're guilty but that's not necessarily true I mean I don't I don't think that people truly understand how easy it is to be accused of committing something that's a that's a criminal act mm -hmm. and I don't think that people really understand how easy it is to find yourself in a situation where you may be uh, convicted of something that you didn't do mm -hmm. and it goes beyond that too it also goes into the 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 civil spectrum because you know there's civil trials as well mm -hmm. you know so again I mean I, I think that um, you know, we don't sit down and, and, and we don't in any time that you see something really positive of of what people are doing, if I if I posted a video about doing something positive, you're not gonna see a very big response. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I if I put out a video of doing something, that's why you know, like reality television. Mm -hmm. What if I did a reality television show that reflected positive things that people are doing? Mm -hmm. It it'll never sell. They don't want to put it there because they want you know that that's not what sells mm -hmm. and i don't you know and, and and that's not what people pay attention to mm -hmm. and so that's why you don't see very you know you it's very you don't see a lot of response mm -hmm. to positive movements anymore mm -hmm. i mean they're very sporadic mm -hmm. you know it's it's you know it's it's on emotion mm -hmm. and and then you'll see you'll get a response to something that you some injustice that you visualize mm -hmm. but you don't see any response to a call to action to prevent that from happening yeah and you the reason why is because you know we're just not dealing with things that way mm -hmm. uh, and this is an opportunity for individuals to go out and to make you know really do something that's really going to make a difference and and it's almost like we're being medicated you know, so people are medicated with so many different things nowadays mm -hmm. that they don't want to go out and do anything that's going to really make make a significant difference. Mm -hmm. It was the same way, again, with the whole, um, you know, the voting issue that we just went through is that people really didn't think think things through. They really didn't pay any attention to it because whether it was an issue of the fact that they didn't understand the consequences of actions and the consequences of inaction mm -hmm. so they just allowed that that issue to play out yeah. the same way with the issue with the police brutality thing i mean yeah i mean there needs to, i don't understand why we don't do something about the fact that you're having juries of individuals that don't look like you mm -hmm. to hold you you know to or whether you're a police officer on on trial for being or committing a criminal act or whether you're a civilian on trial for committing the criminal criminal act mm -hmm. and we have a call um either way you're not seeing no responses to any of these things and i think that it's uh it's 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 you know nothing's going to happen until we make that move and it's very difficult to 
you know, excite that. I think we have a caller. Good afternoon, yeah. caller. Yeah, good afternoon, Zulu. I I was just listening to you, and I I'm gonna do everything I can to to be be there. But you know, I haven't like seen it in the newspaper or the news. You know, I don't. I think if people really knew what you're really trying to do, because I haven't seen no publicity of it. You know, I only know about it because I'm with you. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't see a lot of. Because this is a human rights issue. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's deeper than what a lot of people think. They think we're just trying to, you know, get black people off. You know, trying to get some justice for everybody. Right. You know, they just, they only look at it when it's at, the, it's, you know, at their doorsteps. Then they want to join or want to be with it. But, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I know... Uh, uh, Way of mouth, you know, you know that gets it out. But I haven't seen it. I haven't even really seen it. Really, I, I haven't even seen it on uh, Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, or in the newspaper or on the news. Because this is a very important issue. What you guys? I mean, this is this is serious. What you guys trying to do? This is this is nothing uh, petty. Mm -hmm. This is serious, right? You yeah. know, <clears throat> you fill that place up. I bet you you'd have people. You'd have to keep people out of there. People really knew what you're trying to do. You're just trying to make it where people won't have to just step out, step back away from a juror, say, nah, I can't afford this, man. I I, I, I feel for the brother or the sister or whoever, but I can't do no three weeks. Mm -hmm. I lose my, my shoot. I got to feed my kids and all that. So if they knew they was going to get, you know, it's a chance that they could be getting compensated. You know, it'd be a little better for them. You know, I mean, that's just my opinion. But, you yeah. know, whatever I can do to try <clears> to <throat> get the word out there. But I was, uh, I know it's on the 27th. And I think that's a Friday. But yeah, it's actually, yeah. On the tw actually it's on the 28th. And, and uh, we actually yeah. sent out, we, yeah, we actually sent out some, you know, some press releases. Mm -hmm. We do have it on, uh, you know, some of the... Um, you know, some of the press has picked it up, um, and and have called. Uh, you know, some of the the local uh, community well community newspapers have picked it up. And and you're right. I mean, you know, you send out the press releases to some of the more major uh, newspapers, and probably they should be more interested in it. And I'm actually going to send them out another um, send out another uh, press release as well. But I appreciate you. You call me, and I will be getting in touch with you soon about some other things, and I appreciate you, you helping yeah, us. Yeah, but you know, like, because see, you in, it's going to be in L.A. Right. And who, man, you know in L.A., they really getting it down yeah. there. Right. You know, yeah. really, really. Yeah. So, but anyway, I appreciate your show. I hope they don't try to screw you guys, because y'all really have a very enlightening show. All right. You know, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really positive, ain't Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just really, man, we need it. Okay. We need it. Well, I appreciate it, bro. Thank you for calling in again. And uh, thanks for everybody else, everyone else for joining for this edition of Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali. And on behalf of the Justice Watch crew, Rosa Nunez, Michael Bilal Clark, and Dr. Akil Bashir, I'll see you next week. Same time, same place, same channel. And don't forget, next Saturday, 
for the Jury Reform Initiative Conference at the Double Tree 120 Los Angeles Street in Los Angeles. So until next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.